does it take? It takes two to make two. it up. What? Two. I want to rock right now. Those. All the time. All the time. I'd like to. You're rock. Rob Davis and you came to get down. What? I'm not. I am, in fact, not internationally known. Are you know, no rock a microphone. Yes, I am. Thank you. I, I'll get stupid. <laughs> I can't. We could do the whole song. I know. It would we be done. We could do the whole Welcome to this episode song. where Rob and Jen just <laughs> do Rob Bass as a sort of dramatic reading. Could uh, you we should do that for a future episode. I, I mean. Could you imagine? There's a lot of story in there. I mean, outrageous. <laughs> Stay away from me. <laughs> if you're contagious. But anyway. Which is per- perfectly apt. <laughs> perfect for the time that we're living in. <laughs> Because do, do stay away. Uh, but welcome to Taking You Back. We're welcome, very excited. Uh, that was a little like, not only a very awesome song, but a little hint uh, as yes. to where we're going tonight. Um, because although it's not right this second as we record, but when we release this, it'll have been uh, the day after Thanksgiving. How was your yes. Thanksgiving, Rob? Happy Black Friday. Yes, every day is Black Friday for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every day is Black Friday for all of us this month because yes. the sales have been. If I see one more, um, I think it was a Lexus because, of course, it was like Lexus commercial about um, how drive. It, it's a British lady, so it's like mm-hmm. driveways have really become very important to all of us this year. And for one <laughs> more special driveway moment, and I then it's like this, uh... cut to the Lexus with the bow. Yes. Just as an aside, I I actually despise uh, like the holiday car commercials. Who is that for? How many people are actually, not that there aren't people who can, but on average, the people watching commercials, they don't have like $30,000 just sitting around. Yeah, it is never, a, like I didn't watch this commercial and go, oh my God, there is a driveway on my property that somebody else rents, <laughs> yes. but he's never here. So I suppose the driveway could be important for my new Lexus with a bow. It's like, crazy. That's it's not crazy. a thing. But anyway. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, Black, happy Black Friday. Hope everybody had a yes. great Thanksgiving yesterday. Yes. Um, yes. I saw a post saying, you know, if you're not doing Thanksgiving like normal this year, then fucking embrace it and only eat the foods you want. You don't okay. like turkey? Don't do turkey. Just all potatoes. So <laughs> happy Black Friday. All I ate yesterday all was potatoes. potatoes for 12 nice. hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. I meant all I ate was potatoes and macaroni, and macaroni cheese, and cheese that I forgot about until you said it. <laughs> oh, my God. But tonight we're doing we're, we're focusing on this. It takes two because you know what? You need mm-hmm. you need somebody. Yeah, we all need a, a person, a pod, whatever they're calling, yes. Yes. whether it's via Zoom or via person or whatever. Or maybe you just have a bird and a dog and you're by yourself a lot. The point is we're talking about duos. Duos. Dos. Dos. And not, I mean, listen, we had to narrow it down a little bit. And I still feel like we could have narrowed it down more. But uh, we're going TV (laughs) duos. So taking you back to wherever we each want to go. Very special tub top 10 of TV this was not easy either. Duos. It wasn't. Well, and you know what? You know me. I like to get whenever we do a top 10, I like to set up rules in my head that we don't mm-hmm. actually discuss, <laughs> yes. that don't actually matter because it's our <laughs> show. We can do whatever we want. But I make up lots of rules. So I was like, okay, well, I like the cheerleaders from Saturday Night Live, but they're like really mm. an ensemble. Right. That's where right? I struggle. There were people who I thought of. I'm like, but. They're actually part of a larger ensemble. They're not really just a duo alone on the show. Right. Well, and then I had to throw that out the window a little bit because there were duos in ensemble shows that I enjoyed. Um, 
but you know, like Benson and Stabler, like their chemistry was perfect for 27,000 seasons, but like, which is hilarious because at first I was like, Benson or Robert Guillaume? What? Yes. Yeah. Like, Remember when Benson was murdered? Yes. He became an undercover detective. And Stabler was there in case he got sexually yes. assaulted. Yes. That's what they do. <laughs> That's what they do. Oh my God. Why aren't we just inventing crazy? We should. Shows? We should. There's no reason that we shouldn't. That, that that's an episode that I'm sorry never happened, and I think SVU it would be brilliant. So yeah, I I did I, I admit I I I went I went a little wacky. Okay, I'm very curious to see if any of ours match. I have a there's one that I think we may have both selected, so Ooh. it's going to be interesting. Although you know what's hard, or, or maybe not hard, but what's funny to me always is that I always go, Rob will probably pick that one. So I'm gonna pick somebody else because that way we still get to talk about we still get to that one. <laughs> Again, it's rules. I'm Brilliant. making up rules for no reason because Brilliant. I love it. I there's love no the, even the ten is arbitrary. It's it just true. Just true. looks good in a hashtag tub top ten, right? Yes, I mean top that's 10 looks good. But top seventeen doesn't ring the same way. <laughs> top seventeen. <laughs> yes. I mean, plus it's harder to split. True. So true. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, okay. I'm just going to, I'll start with, right. um, this is actually, I'm looking, this is my oldest pairing. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, and again, because while I could think of lots of classic duos from classic television, uh-huh. none of them were very, none of them, well, except one, but I assume you picked it. Um, none were big like I love, I love Lucy, but okay. I didn't watch it enough that like what popped right into Lucy and Ethel for me. I love Lucy. And so I, I'm going with the very classic from 1975, both audience and performers, the great Statler and Waldorf wow. from the Muppet Show. That's brilliant. That is a brilliant. It's so funny. I had thought about them, but then I. I backed away because I'm like, but they're part of a larger thing. But you're absolutely but right. They, they, uh, I, they I, I did a, I did a deep dive. They did have a little spinoff for a while on a on a what was an internet show, but like, but they never really, you know. Occasionally, Kermit would show up in the booth, but like, mm-hmm. they didn't do sketches with no because they were else. They, they were their own. Themselves. Duo. And so then I watched some classic mm. uh, Statler and Waldorf's. Also, I learned that Waldorf had a wife. Really? Whose name was Astoria. Stop it. Astoria Waldorf. Waldorf Astoria. Yeah. Mm. Well, she would, would she be Astoria Waldorf and he'd be Waldorf Astoria? I don't know. I don't understand. But yeah, apparently she was in an episode with Dizzy Gillespie. Oh, they actually showed her? I thought they Yeah. No, they showed her and she looks suspiciously like Statler, which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but here were the two that like uh, you know, the classic like zingers at the end. Um, and the one and apparently in the first season they hadn't quite established them in the in the in the balcony in the balcony seating so they sort of commented from ro- lots of random places. Okay. Which I okay. just think I would have loved to have been in that meeting like Dude, where can we have Statler and Waldorf today? I don't know, Country Club? Yeah, all right, Country Club, let's yeah, go. Like, exactly, exactly. what can we set up in the basement of our studios? Uh, they're on the beach? Yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so the one was, they say all good things come to an end. What's that got to do with this show? 
And then the other one, which I couldn't stop laughing at, but it's so stupid. Um, why would they have a bunch of chickens sing baby face? And then Statler says, because the alligators were sick. <laughs> what? What? How high were they when they wrote that? I, I, seriously, they were on something when they wrote this show. I love it so much because it doesn't make any sense. Also, I didn't realize, I mean, I guess baby face was on the Muppets early on. Really? Unless there's a different baby face. I thought maybe they just meant baby face like in a someone with a cute little baby face. Or maybe they meant that song, baby face. Baby face Why would they have the, a bunch of chickens sing baby face? Oh, that probably yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, because I was picturing that like chickens were literally singing a baby face song. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, like what year was, was this episode from? Oh my lord. Okay, anyway. They so- killed me. They're like, honestly, if we have to if we did a live uh, action version, I feel like they would have to be cast with uh Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. I think they would be the present day Statler Walter. They would not uh well, I feel like Biden would be able to, but Bernie would never ever be able to just do a one-liner. Oh no, he'd keep going. He'd keep going. They'd have to cut him off. They'd they have would. to show the credits. They would. Chuck a chicken at him. Chuck, they believed in chucking chickens. There was a lot. There was, was one where something about I thought your wife was coming. And then Waldorf saw no, the old bat stayed home. And then wow. there's just a bunch of bats that fly around the the balcony. And then Statler's like, well, I guess the rest of them showed up. <laughs> wow. Like, they're pretty, they I were pretty harsh. Like. That had to be amazing. So uh, while, you know, classic duo of Bert and Ernie popped into my head, and I did love them. And, of course, Tom and Jerry mm-hmm. for staying in the, like, kids' realm. Yes. Also tremendous. But for the comedy and the 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 staying value alone, Statler and Waldorf is my first. Well, it's funny because though they were not my first because you went with uh, youth-esque, I'll go with my youth-esque, which was in fact Bert and Ernie. Nice. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, Bert and Ernie, again, classic. classic. Like, are they best friends? Are they lovers? Who knows? Right. Who knows? They're domestic partners, something there's something yeah. special about them. Yes. Yes, there. Yes. Love is yes, love. They're... Love is love is love. They never said that. No, they but did. they also they also had a duck. Uh Bert had that thing for pigeons. I mean, they were No one else lived together on Sesame Street, to my opinion. Like it was just Bert and Ernie. No, I don't think true. anyone else were like cohabitating. No, there was I mean, very rarely did uh, you know, Big Bird come out of the garbage can. But it's just having oh a my sleepover. God. Could you imagine? That'd be, well, that would be pretty that would hilarious. Be, that would be also tricky for him to get into that garbage can. <laughs> Snuffleupagus comes out next. Like, just what the fuck was happening last night? Can you imagine Snuffleupagus and, like, Elmo were, like, having a right? special something? But I loved Bert and Ernie. They were always so, they're so kind, you know? They were kind, and then they were sometimes kind of, like, Bert was cranky. Oh, yeah. Bert had, had um, issues. I'm not sure what happened in his past, but... <laughs> Yeah, because Ernie yeah, so, was genuinely just happy all the time. Yeah, Ernie Ernie was the easygoing of the two. Mm-hmm. Bert, a little crankier, uh, enjoyed his love of pigeons. Yes, uh, he did. You know, yes, he did. Enjoy. I had a record of yours when I was younger. Um, there was like a Sesame Street cast album. I got to find it. I have it somewhere. It might be at my parents' house somewhere. But just of all them, they were all just singing different songs. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I had the cassette version. 
Like there's one called Has Anybody Seen My Dog, which is literally my one of my favorite Sesame Street songs ever. Because <laughs> it's just Dang beautiful. It. I don't, uh, uh, I feel like many of them were involved in it, but there was like a little kid character who I think, and he keeps trying to find out from anybody if they've seen this dog. It's very beautiful. Aww. Yes, he even sweet. made that sound that you just did. Oh. <laughs> It's the universal song. I mean, I don't. Yes. You don't even have to ask the question. If somebody just went, "Oh," you'd be like, "Did you lose a dog?" <laughs> exactly. Was there an owl in your Christmas tree? What? Oh my God! I can't even talk about that. I saw that you posted that. That's brilliant. <laughs> Poor little Rockefeller. What? Where did he this just, come from? He, uh, upstate New York, I think. If I wow, remember correctly. That owl and he's he's in displaced. he's in a rehab. Center. I know he's confused. I and he's like, "Bitch, I wasn't drunk. I was sleeping. I'm an owl." Like it was um, daytime. City. I don't like the city. I like Westchester, wherever he was living before. Also, I picked this tree because it looks like shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't think you'd be cutting it down. Exactly. But he is awfully cute, and uh, and I'm sad that I don't have existing children's book. Do it. Uh, Do it. Connections. Right, right oh my god, I've already seen 42 posts about it. Uh, so, I assume. It'll get published. Yes. Little owl, little bugger. Um, nice. Bert and Ernie, definitely a good um, child hoodie. Child hoodie? Child hoodie. And Tom and Jerry, too. Although, that you know, they were fairly violent and cranky with each other. But I, I did enjoy me some Tom and Jerry as a kid. I love Tom and Jerry. Love I them. I, might, I wonder if you can watch it now. Hmm. Um, so I'll move forward. I don't know why I'm doing this chronologically, but I guess I will for a minute. Um, the first duo that popped into my head, despite the fact that I have not seen the show in. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't even know how long, but I was like, yes, I remember thinking this is very fun chemistry uh, was Maddie Hayes and David oh, Addison wow. from Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Uh, nice. Nicely done. Yes. Uh, which debuted in 1985, ran for four seasons. Um, and of course, Sybil Shepard. That was it? Yeah, it was 1985, 1989. That was it. That's so, oh, that's interesting because that also then explains why I feel like I don't often see it in syndication. Right. Most shows have to hit like a five-year number of episodes. Yeah, oh, I guess. Wow. Um, but it made me, like, want to go find all the seasons. Like, I was like, why is it sticking? In you know how something sometimes something sticks in your head and you're, like, can't even really, like... I mean, it was excellent chemistry. I mean, it's... Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. you Google it, it's on the list. It's on, like, on they're on everybody's list of, like, best... Oh, they were brilliant together. But they were so good. He did Die Hard in the middle of it. <laughs> yes, um, superstar. And and then I guess that was it. And she's of course Sybil Shepherd, so it's not like she was. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't like an unknown. Exactly, unknown but it just so good. Um, really, the perfect wow. amount of like sexual tension slash comedy slash mm -hmm. drama, scaredy pants. I, I love mean, that. Who was the secretary? Agnes DePesto. That was her name. Yeah, right? yeah. Just great, great stuff. And I'll, I mean, obviously, you have to. Can you know give props to the writers, but uh, yeah, yes, yes, but yes, as yes. actors, uh, and as a character duo, they were TV worth watching, kids. Today, really? go back and find it. Wow, okay, so what what year was that? You said 80 85. 
85. All right. <clears throat> well, then I'm going to stay in the 80s. Ooh. One of my absolute all-time favorite TV shows ever that I is recording every day on my uh, DVR that I'm addicted to. It's Cagney and Lacey. Amazing. Okay. When you pointed, uh, people, at, uh, oh. if you're just listening, uh, I'm, I can see Rob, although you're just listening, but Rob pointed. And in my head, I was like, it was a show from the 80s that still records on his street. And uh, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, Cagney, no. I mean, girl power. power. No, they, they were, were, I didn't put that down because I knew you would pick it. And I was like, there's, it's so good. It's ridiculous. Okay. I love that show. I loved the show when I was a kid. It was one of the uh, more adult shows that I remember so intentionally watching because I was just so caught up in both their performances, but also the like the story of the show. It's a really good story. And the episodes were about, you know, hard hitting issues and like alcoholism and, you know, murder and rape and incest and 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 family dynamic like there's so much in that show and they, the two of them are so amazing together well and also what i um specifically liked uh, about their pairing um as a, a gal who always wanted to be a performer but knew i would never be the ingenue, ingenue. i would never be the princess and that was fine with me because i would play ursula all day every day by choice so yes. you yes. know give me the bad guy, but mm. that Cagney, neither of them were crafted to be typically one, you know, and a lot of times when you, when there's girl duos mm -hmm. and there's, you know, the dynamic can be the same with fella duos too, but like in a girl duo, one is the pretty one who yeah. always tends to yeah. be a little dumb. One is the still beautiful, but not as pretty one. And she's mm -hmm. the smart one. And in this case, they were both, fucking super smart mm -hmm. super mm -hmm. professional super good yep. at their jobs very committed like it just it felt more human it did and you know what's also interesting about that show when it, um <clears throat> just when you were talking about how one had to be the pretty one and so forth and so on so well, when Cagney Lacey debuted as a tv movie Loretta Swit who was on um MASH was uh Cagney um, but then the MASH people wouldn't let her out of her contract to do the TV series. So she would have been, you know, on, on a Cagney and Lacey. But the actress, and I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I apologize if she's listening and I'm messing up her name, but I think her name was Meg Foster, I believe, was the actress originally cast as Cagney in the TV series. And the producers changed her based on everything I've read is because they said that she read to lesbians. That was their note. The no, yeah, and and at that time on television, two lesbian was. Did she not have heels on? Like, I can't. Any. It was tough. She was too tough without being feminine. Anytime you see, and at some point after the spun off and all your, you know, because Cagney and Lacey came first, but then all your Law and Orders and your SVUs and your whatevers and your CSIs and mm -hmm, of varying mm -hmm. states and towns and, um. Types of crime, I guess, is yes. how Law and Order yes. broke it up. But like, there's always a female character who, for no apparent reason, 
is it like she's like the like, like a halter top and heels yeah she's in like titties out yes. like high yeah. heels but she's still running after the bad guy with a gun or she's the oh, one yeah. who's gonna like cut up the dead body oh coroner that's the word i couldn't think of she's the coroner like you know and what i'm sorry midriff. I love you it. know what i like to get a little blood on my nip as i'm cutting up a dead guy like what was what is the choice there i'm sorry there's yes there's an actual liver on my manolo let me get that off before <laughs> i run manolo. away I like it's it. so dumb yeah it. my oh i got guts on my jimmy chews again oh you know how expensive God. these are really? like it's so it's just so dumb i know it's still happening Still happening. Uh, but speaking of two lesbian, uh, -oh. uh no, that's, <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm getting out of the time order only cause this fits. Uh, so my, this duo, uh, so this is my number, uh, three, uh, show was on for 11 seasons, uh, debuted oh. in 98. Uh, about about a, a gay lawyer and interior designer. Oh, 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 okay, okay. And my favorite duo was by no means Will and Grace. Grace yes. Fuck Will <laughs> and Grace. Give me the Jack and Karen show um, yes. all day. Sean Hayes and Megan Mullally were like the the perfect energy for each other Sean Hayes, Sean Hayes maybe a little too lesbian no I'm just kidding but the uh the, but bit. like as I just remember while it was very the, like the last episode and it was sad and Will's like about you know like the whole thing but the scene where Jack and Karen uh spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it uh there's a scene at the very last episode where Jack and Karen are sitting at the piano together she's drunk he's tickling the ivies I was sobbing like a baby uh because that friendship mm. that writing that yeah support system felt yeah. so real to me um and they, i assume the actors loved each other which comes through they all seem to although allegedly there's you know some drama between megan mullally and uh, deborah messing but i so i hey you know, ladies stop fighting <laughs> right so <clears throat> You know, people want to revoke my uh, gay card because I was not a Will and Grace person. Um, I, I mean, I've definitely seen Will and Grace, uh, but I wasn't like a, you know, avid watcher in that it's way. It's because they're boring. They are boring. I never understood those two characters. But um, and I and I, I like Sean Hayes now. I had like a lot of issues with him personally, but I love Megan Mullally. Shit. Well, I mean, that character was brilliant she's a goddamn dream i mean there's this i mean like i think that maybe that's probably also why i identified because that's who i i would have been karen oh my god you I, totally would have been karen. i wouldn't have been grace but like the uh i i might have been jack no but the uh but the i think yeah there was they just played off of each other beautifully yeah so from uh, maybe this is cheating a little bit because it's like part of the reason is the acting was so stellar but like i just think um as it you know the other duo that popped into my head i was like it's not even the iconic titular duo it's the other duo right right um you know like i hey, just oh go ahead go ahead oh no i just i also while i think romantic duos are always fun uh sure you know they run their course quickly. They run their course quickly. And so while like Mork and Mindy was the duo that instantly oh, popped right, into right. my head. So great. But like, mm, yes. you know, was it? Because there's something about 
a friend duo. Oh, totally. And and a thing that I think really worked with um, <clears throat> Jack and Karen is, you know, again, hats off to the writers. They, the way the two of them interacted, truly, whenever I watched the show, felt like they were just coming up with these lines on their own. A lot, yeah, a lot. It felt that way. Like it, it came <laughs> out so smoothly. I'm like, wow, that it doesn't even look like it was written by somebody. It's like they just thought of that on the spot, right? So good, and because I think also because they're characters, there's they're like Baxter Karen's husband and Jack's theater oh, career. Nice. Like the whole, just yes. Jack. like the whole, just like Jack. the the backstories were also a little bit batshit bananas. But like it, to me, it felt like. You know, of course, we're all doing theater in a dingy fucking basement with no watching. Yes. Like that's that felt really real. Uh, yes. Too soon, too soon. And uh, but like every, you know, when Karen would just throw out lines about her husband or her stepkids that didn't make any sense, and yes. and of course they had her maid there to like kind of balance oh, um, out that energy. Um, Rosario, Rosario. Uh, so that was yes. very fun too. But anyway, that Jack and Karen, not Will and Grace. Well, since sorry, Will and Gracers. There was one episode that I loved, Will and Grace. Oh, really? The duo, and it was in the uh, in the older version or the 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 more recent. No, in the in the, in the original. I don't okay. care about comeback versions. Um, yeah, there was an episode where uh, Grace wanted to have a baby, mm-hmm. and Will was going to be the dad. But okay. Then Will started seeing somebody, and it wasn't that he didn't want to have a baby with Grace, but he was like, "What if I want to have a baby with?" Oh, was that when he was with Bobby Cannavale? Was it one of those Yes, yes. And she kept trying to do, like, this old-fashioned piano party and make everybody, like, because she had gotten a piano. So she was, like, having these, like, weird, like, we're having an old-fashioned piano party meltdown. And then at the very end, she sort of reveals, like, you're going to be with him and I'm going to be alone. Mm. And I don't even have an opportunity because you're my best friend and you're, you know, like, we're never going to. You know, because never gonna happen, yes. Never gonna happen. And it just sort of hit her as like mm. you know, and for some of us ladies, that feels real. Plus, who doesn't love an old-fashioned piano party? Like, come I on. Who like an old-fashioned piano party? If I could play the piano and had a piano, we'd and be make an old-fashioned. Why not? There we go. I can do that part. That last bit I can do. I know you can. Get me a muddler and some whiskey, bitch. I got your old-fashioned. <laughs> Wait, wait, though, because you mentioned Jack and Karen, I feel like I now have to mention this other duo on my list because I feel like it pairs well with them. I like when we're pairing duos. Yes. So the my third one here is Patsy and Adina. <gasps> so good because they're on my list too. Get out of here. Of course. Oh yeah. my God. I love Fab so much. Again, another show that you feel like was on for 200 years, but it really wasn't. It wasn't. It was British. There were like, what, four episodes? Like, they the, killed the, me with the British. The Brits series. are the greatest. They're like, listen, one season, fuck you. If you and like it, it, we might do another one, but calm down. Yes, calm it'll be five years down. from now. We are not running this into the ground. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were on from 92 to 96. Mm-hmm. And then again from 2001 to 2004. Uh and then they just had three episodes, mm-hmm, 2001 mm-hmm. and 2012. Like, um, they also, I mean, it also helped that, you know, uh, Jennifer Saunders is one of the writers. So yes, it is easier for it to flow out of your mouth like it's naturally something you said. Yes. Um, but their energy was, 
Well, I think what makes their energy so brilliant too is usually mm, duos and besties like each other. And they were often at odds, which I found um, as an interesting twist as a way to tell a story that they were just. Well, it, you know, and it, because I, I think it's because it spawned from a different duo show, of course, it, you know, from French and Saunders. Oh, French and Saunders. And, um, yes. and that their duo as a comedy duo, more specifically mm. than than a show duo. Yes, yes. Um, you know, sketchy not sketchy, mm-hmm. but sketch. I know what you show. mean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they were a little sketchy. Yes. Um, yes. Was that they could be at odds because it's a comedy show. You don't have mm-hmm. to like each other. It doesn't have to sustain for seasons. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that energy informed how right. far they could push right. Pats and Eds. And they, uh, and they did. And they're also, it's also so fucking British. It's oh my God. ludicrous, you know, like, but that sort of combative mm-hmm. British humor that often seeps into anything British. Like I almost put on my list, but then I realized the relationship does, does kind of make me sad. Uh, Lou and Andy from Little Britain. Also, could you get any more niche, Jen? Come on. But the um, A as a show. Wait, that's the one who was in the wheelchair? Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, Because as a duo, it's a really ridiculous concept that like this this fat man in a wheelchair has duped his best friend into doing everything for him. Into doing everything. Even though he's fine. And the best friend is so concerned that he just doesn't even notice that. Doesn't notice it. That just took kill me. Um, But uh, there's so many duos in that show, and uh, you know, there's the duo where they're both ladies, um, because of course it's written mm. by two. But like, there's something beca- I think maybe because it wasn't allowed to fully develop. I okay, okay. My list, despite the fact that I do have an Andy doll. Oh, do you know? This? Okay, I didn't I have know that they had merch. Yes. Oh, at the time. They had shit ton of merch. They had oh. merch up the ass. So wow. I have a literal talking Andy doll in a wheelchair. Wow. It's a plush creature. Uh, uh, folks, I will share a picture of this thing you on must. Instagram. Uh, it is a plush Andy that sits in a wheelchair and you push his hand and he says things like monster truck, monster truck. Uh, and wow. it's so hilarious. Uh, and, it's ter- and it's the- also very a scary doll. It's not a very attractive doll. Like, it's not, it's not like a Christmas gift. No, no kid is like, oh, I always no. wanted one of those, mommy. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> no. Although I would love Patsy and Adina dolls. They would be brilliant. And as a side note, Dawn French, wherever you are, please come back because I want to see more of you. Because I think I, Do you read her books? Her books are also very funny. No, not really. Funny? She's written a number. She's written hmm. a number of very funny stuff. Because uh, she's, you know, she's a tremendous, tremendous writer. And of course, you can always dib back into the vicar of dibley which is also very funny yes good show so good show all right all right we want to play with don french a little i also thought about doing mel and sue from the uh early british bake-offs plus they also had their own comedy duo show but by then i had taken comedy duos off the table okay okay (laughs) in rule number 807 by january okay uh so we had that one in common so then um my last technical duo and this is so fucking specific this isn't even like they aren't even my favorite duo for the entire run of the show okay okay (laughs) so interesting i felt like this one was like 
I'm going for it because it. this is like such an... Okay. Uh, so there was this little show you may have heard of called Friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they were an ensemble cast. Of yes. Course. But in season two, mm-hmm. so early on, so fast forward later, don't care about any of them. Like, no, no one, but like they were sort of paired off Ross and Rachel, of course, at the top, uh, you know, but Joey and Chandler were, That's the duo? yeah, and they were the, <laughs> because they were the actual friends, Oh, right? Like Jennifer Aniston's character, Rachel didn't like went to high school with, with Ross Monica and something. Monica, but like they weren't friends. She just needed a place to live. And Phoebe and Monica knew each other, but they weren't friends. But Joey and Chandler were friends. And in season two, Joey finally gets a soap opera part. Okay. And moves out. And there's a very sweet episode where. And of course, this was during the Matthew Perry was clearly on a lot of drugs time because he yeah. was so skinny. Yeah. Uh, but the um, a lot of stuff. he had some problems. Glad he's they better. were yes. Uh, if you're listening, well done. Yes, well done. Well, way to clean it up, son. But the <laughs> um, but they J- Matt uh, Joey moves out, and there's a very sweet episode where they they have to say goodbye to the very unique living together bond does to Mm. friends like it escalates when you're friends and then you live together that's a whole nother ball of wax right it's why we both live alone let's be honest but yes (laughs) but there is and there's certainly people in the past who have said hey we should get an apartment together when you're in new york you should most people have roommates and i was like do we want to stay friends then no we shouldn't um so they have to say goodbye and then then eddie moves in played by um Oh fuck! I just forgot his name. Sorry, I'll think of it. But like, and he's off the wall. Watch Friends religiously, but I stopped soon after this season because then Joey gets kicked off the uh, soap opera. He doesn't. He his character uh, okay. his character oh. is killed off, and okay. uh, he insults the writers. So they mm, don't they do that. Him. Yep, yep. And uh, and so and then he has to move back. back. Okay. And it's just such a lovely, silly arc Hmm. that speaks to at least to me because this would have this was the 95 96 season speaks to me about when you do finally live on your own and you are trying to be an actor and you have no fucking money and you you know and Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. have that one friend that does work that you live with who's lent you tons of money so you can still fucking pay the rent and eat (laughs) and who's gone to all your shitty shows and like you know, even when they've just had back surgery and the, uh, (laughs) and so like, you know, it just, there's that, I don't know. After that, then, you know, I don't know. Chandler starts dating Monica. It all gets dumb. It's too much. But like in that early. Okay. Chemistry for me, that friend duo that you don't often get to see with dudes. Rarely, rarely emotional in that way. But there's like just such a lovely scene where, you know, they there's like a hug that's awkward and mm. dudish and like pat, 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 pat. You know, you know, yes, you know the dude know hug, the pat, 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 pat yes. thing where you gotta hurt each other apparently. Mm-hmm. Like God hold on, let, let me help you cough up that hairball as opposed to just hug <laughs> yes, you like a yes. normal fucking human. But where then they like fall into a like actual hug. And that like you it know, chokes me up every time. As you say it, these 
I'm going to mention something really quick that's not on my list, but as you're talking about it and you're like, you know, the, the, the two dudes and having this emotional bond, it automatically made me think of Kyle and Overton from Living Single. Yes. They had this, a similar thing. They were very, they, I mean, they truly like loved each other, right? It's, which is a thing you don't, you rarely see straight boys on TV, especially who express like a genuine yeah. love and caring for each other. You know, the other duo that was really good at that um, was, oh, and I don't remember either character's name, but I watched a lot of it because uh, Jay Rubin, shout out to Jay Rubin. Jay um, Rubin. Uh, he was a big fan. And so then, of course, so was I uh, of the show Psych. Do you remember that show? Oh, I never really watched that. That was with Dule Hill and um, yep. I don't remember. And the other guy. Name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, their friendship too was very um, um they loved each other. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And uh and also it was a it was a fun show and it was fun to watch. And you know, it, you're you're not gonna get like lost in it. But like there's something very specifically um bigger picture what's missing in the world ladies don't have to be lesbians if they're tough or they mm. can be but it also doesn't it the two are not yes, entwined ladies exactly. and gentlemen exactly. um just like straight male characters can love each other love just like we okay. do in real life yes um yes. imagine that. and imagine that and it would be nice to see that modeled more oh yeah it would be great right? to see that modeled more because I think it would help. Because, you know, women are always like, world. I want a man that's sensitive, but like smack their sons if they cry. Like, <sighs> do you understand how the A doesn't get you B? It so, but it without it, model. And it, and I do think it's the same for little girls who maybe are lesbians who are like, why does mm. every tough character has to be? A like, why is that the only version? Yeah, I can only be a mean cop. That's right? Like Sean Hayes or was. Or Carpenter. One yeah. of them. <laughs> So you're either Jesus or a lesbian. That's it. Yes. yes. <laughs> you don't get a choice. Sean Hayes grew into like the beginning mm-hmm. seasons of mm-hmm. Will and Grace. He was very stereotypical. He was your stereotypical gay because they were allowing Will yeah. to be the, the the straight guy, kind of the straight gay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he did grow into his character too when mm-hmm. he was allowed to be both flamboyant and human. And human. Uh, which was nice. which is usually how it works. Isn't that weird? How it works. So weird. Wait, I have so there's I'm I don't know which ones to I have two left. Now we matched on you said you had Patsy and Adina already. Yeah, we matched. So I have said all of my Oh the ones that okay. I've bolded. Okay. Then I've got a bunch of runner ups, but I'll I'll go Oh yeah, me too, but I <laughs> these last two pairings. Uh uh one is uh Key and Peel. Excellent. I was going to put Key and Peel. Brilliant. But then they, they were, were like, so, uh, this, the sketch ideas they came up with, like the, I don't know how deeply you watched it, but the substitute teacher who couldn't get anyone's name correct. Uh, the, but also, the thing about Key and Peel as a comedian who's done the sketching, uh, I enjoyed their sketches because they were well written and out there and wonderful. But there was also something so wonderful in those opening moments of the show when they were just two Talking. best friends who were yeah. lucky to get a show together. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like that's what made them so wonderful. They seemed like just regular guys. 
because they were just regular guys. Yeah. Like, you know, they were just cool comedians who got a show. Same with like mm-hmm. Jesus and Mario. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. you know, it's just it's dudes who'd been doing that kind of shit together for a long time they that got, got they got that break. They got that, you know, lightning struck for them and, and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kept that. Yes. Like like Seinfeld used to try to do a bit at the beginning of Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, they, he would do they, like a comedy routine or yep, something? Yep, and then they dropped that and went yeah. to just show. But Because he became, the Seinfeld became such a massive show, and he as a person was so big, where you're right, he and Peel, throughout the course of, what was it, four years? They were... They maintained. They, yeah, they were just, they seemed like the same people four years later. Their dudeness. Yes. I love them. I loved loved Luther, the Obama translator. Oh, that was... (laughs) A stroke. I mean, like, talk about all the things coming together at once, right? Yes. Obama gets elected. They can yes. do an Obama. Yes. He's, you know what I mean? Obama doesn't generally show his anger because angry black men are scary. And oh my God, don't get me started. And yeah. Luther was born. I mean, lightning in a goddamn bottle. It was perfection. I love those two. When they used to do the football players, too, with the. Oh, <laughs> the names would destroy me. <laughs> the names are brilliant. <laughs> Because they, they were perfect. A, yes. And they had another sketch with this character named uh, Negan. It was uh, um, Peel played this, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, but a girl who was just always um, breaking up with her boyfriend for like unnecessary reasons. And he would like follow her to the ends of the earth, literally. Like oh there's God, one I of the episodes where Negan. it looks like the end of the earth. That's amazing. That's where they've reached. I have uh, to go back and find that one. Uh, and then who's your, who's your last? So my last one, uh, Lucy and Ethel. I, I felt like I couldn't not have them. My, my alternate to them would be Ralph and Ed from the honeymooners. As I say, my alternate to them would have been Laverne and Shirley, depending on what mm. decade you were. Okay. Picking. Okay. But Lucy and Ethel, and I, and I yes, I, I do have to shout out Ralph and Ed because I love the honeymooners. My sister and I are members of the fan club. Like, love them. <laughs> so but cute. Lucy and Ethel, like, they were the original. Hey, they're the original duo. Yes. And in a true pop culture way, because there were other, I'm sure if I think about it in the 40s or whatever, I'm sure Milton Berle probably had a, you know, some duo character that he did and, you know, Burns and Allen also, so forth and so on. But the the energy between Lucille Ball and Vivian Vance was like was like lightning in a bottle. And again, friends that love each other. Like yeah. Patsy and Adina don't always like each other, but it's clear that they love each other or they yes. wouldn't stick yes. around. They would just separate, <laughs> yes. right? And you can love somebody and not like them all the time. I mean, that yes. is part of friendship. If you yes, if you're a real friend, life. you're going to go through stages where you maybe don't mm-hmm. like each other as much, mm-hmm. but the love, back. the love keeps you there. And that's mm-hmm. all that matters. Love and so keep us yeah. what, what we should have closed with that. Song. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, but Lucy and F, I mean, what a classic and perfect pairing. Perfect. And they, and they remain that, that pairing, the two of them carried over into the other Lucy shows, which the, on average, most people don't, like, I love watching her show, Here's Lucy, which is from the 70s, which is about as cheesy as you can get, um, and not as groundbreaking per se. I mean, it's groundbreaking in its own way, because she was a single mother or so forth and so on. But they they maintained this friendship, the only difference being that as, as future shows came, Vivian Vance was adamant that her name could only be Vivian. 
because she had gotten sick of people calling her Ethel in the street. That's so amazing. <laughs> it reminds me when I started doing burlesque and I could not manage to answer to Bella and like people would call me Bella over and over and I'd be like, who the fuck are they talking, are they talking to? to? And then like three years in, like uh, people, uh, like I sounded like a crazy person. Like when I moved, I had all these boxes labeled Bella and my dad was like, who <laughs> shit is this? And why can't they take it back? Like I've moved this bitch's boxes to two different apartments for you. And I was like, dad, Bella's the other half. Like it just, oh my God. we're all crazy. I love it. <laughs> it's I best love when it. your duo is within. <laughs> yes. Your internal duo. I love it. So love bananas. It. Um, well, I can't wait to to drop this episode so we can hear your favorite duos yeah, uh, audience because we'd love to we'd love to know about it. And I uh, I mean, listen, that was a good one. Two is better than one, right? It takes two. Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from me if you're contagious. Yeah, that's what I always say. Um, yeah. So I I think that that is. That sums it up. That sums it up, kids. Thank you for listening. Go to our Patreon, which is also very inspired by yes, duos. There's duos on there. Yes. And uh, and we'll see you soon. See you next time. I'm on a mission. You better just listen. Till my rounds, because I'm all about this and cause. Yes. Yes.